And in the coming years, Canada could see an influx of climate-related migration due to extreme weather. But is Canada ready? Joining us to talk about it is Maureen Silkoff, immigration and refugee lawyer based in Toronto. Good morning to you, Maureen. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me on to the show. What exactly are we talking about when we say climate-related immigration? Can you paint a picture for us? Sure. Well, we know for sure that climate change is here. In fact, it's seen as an emergency now. And we know that climate change leads to environmental disasters. Environmental disasters lead to the displacement of people. And, and in fact, you know, we, we see what's happening now across Canada with the raging wildfires and the fallout of serious air quality issues and even, you know, affecting the U.S. So, uh, you know, at this point, the projected numbers of people who will be forced to leave their countries or even their region of the world is very high. The World Bank has recently projected that six regions of the world will generate uh, 216 million climate migrants by the year 2050. And so, you know, I think Canada is really uniquely placed to lead the way on climate migration. And uh, we need to think about bold measures so that we can ensure that, uh, you know, we're, we're ready for, uh, you know, to receive people who need our help. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second, Maureen. We're already having a housing crisis in Canada to a large extent, the affordability, and even the units, particularly for those on a budget, low income, which I would assume a lot of these who were displaced would be on. So, so is it just not just a hill but a mountain that we're looking at climbing over the next handful of years? Well, I, I think that's right. I think there are issues around housing. There's also issues around health care. But I think we can overcome some of these hurdles. I think it's really crucial at this point that all three levels of government work together. So the federal level, uh, the provinces, and as well the municipalities. And, you know, people need to uh, get together and have uh, a plan that's appropriate for what we're now dealing with. And, I, you know, I think with a concerted effort, we can get there. How would you propose expanding the legal sort of definition of a refugee to include people who are displaced by extreme climate events? Yeah, so I think, you know, the the legal definition of refugee is fairly restrictive. It was developed in uh, post-World War II times and deals with situations of, you know, political uh, issues, someone who's politically opposed to the government of the time, um, and, uh, you know, perhaps uh, uh, refugees uh, based on religion and other such matters. But climate migration was not thought of at that time. So I think we have to think outside of the scope of that definition and look to other measures. Uh, one of those measures could be uh, creating public policies that allow uh, Canada to uh, you know, deal with climate migration at this point. The uh, Minister of Immigration has discretion in terms of public policies, and we've seen those in the past. More, most recently, we've seen that for Turkey uh, and Syria with the earthquakes. But I think we have to think beyond reacting to particular uh, environmental disasters and look more broadly. Um, another way we can deal with this is by way of, um, you know, refugee types of sponsorship. So we know now that there's refugee sponsorship programs. We bring people from abroad, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, programs from uh, Syria, 
from Afghanistan, but we have to think uh, beyond the definition of refugee in those programs and, and create, you know, sponsorship types of programs for people facing climate migration issues. So those are just a, a couple of measures that, you know, Canada, I think, needs to be proactive on at this moment. Such a, such a big project, such an ambitious project, Maureen. I would think that we have to look beyond you know, relying on the government for this. So uh, can you talk about uh, that aspect, not just the government stepping in, but, you know, private citizens, private corporations, industry? Yeah, of course. And we've seen, you know, in the refugee context that there's private refugee sponsorship programs, and those have been hugely successful where people get together, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, private organizations or groups of individuals to sponsor refugees, and there's no reason that uh, the definitions of those programs can't be expanded to include climate migration situations. So I think, uh, you know, again, there's some really bold creative measures that Canada can use. You know, for example, uh, the situation in Ukraine has uh, generated a creative measure where, um, you know, people talk about uh, refugees from Ukraine, but technically many of those people don't even meet the definition of refugee. Uh, they're facing a humanitarian crisis, they're fleeing war, and Canada has eased visa requirements and allowed people to come here. So that's a kind of non-traditional uh, program that was created to meet the moment, and uh, I think we have to look to more of those measures uh, in the future because uh, climate migration is only going to be on the rise, and it can could really be a you know a world leader uh, on this front uh, if uh, if we start to take a proactive approach here. Yeah, Maureen. Speaking of world leader, like, are there any other countries that we can kind of look at that already are, are jumping to the forefront of climate related migration and how to deal with that? Well, we see a number of countries that are thinking about this because on an international front, there has been thought. Uh, you know, to uh, to uh, you know, to taking action. We know that the um, UN Climate Change Conference, uh, you know, that happens on an annual basis, is giving thought to this issue. Um, and you know, we know, for example, in the United States, there's been measures that have been proposed, and also in different regions of the world. Uh, for example, Australia and in uh, South America, there's regional efforts to help people in neighboring countries. Um, Canada is a bit differently situated because of our geography, right? So we border with the U.S., but, uh, you know, we don't have large numbers of people in countries right around us who are uh, needing assistance because of climate migration. So I think we need to reach out on in more of a global sense in terms of, of our programs. So, uh, you know, there, there's uh, work to be done, but I think that we can get there. Thanks for your time, Maureen. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Maureen Silkoff, immigration and refugee lawyer. 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.